Hi, and welcome to the BDO Financial Wellness Podcast. I'm Tara Bellio. You know one of the most common misconceptions about people who struggle with debt is that they did it to themselves. Too much online shopping or couldn't control their spending, bad money managers. But the truth is most debt problems that our debt professionals see every day start with an unexpected or significant life event. A relationship breakdown, a long-term illness or a job loss. Everyone has their own debt story. In this episode, we're sharing a few of those stories. Four of our LITs from across Canada who help people overcome their debt every day are sharing stories of real people who found themselves facing unmanageable debt because of a life event. For each person, there was a debt solution that helped them move forward and start fresh. Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee and Head of the BDO Debt Solutions Practice, is a huge proponent of financial literacy. She shares the story of helping a couple whose debt became unmanageable during back-to-back maternity leaves. Like so many people, they weren't taught financial literacy skills at a young age. Here, Nancy offers advice and resources on how to boost your own financial literacy skills. I see so many clients uh, every day. Right. And I've seen so many clients over my career. And although they each have their own individual story, you know, and a life event in a lot of cases that's happened to them, there's some that stick with me. And I think a common thread through 80, 90 percent of the people that come in is a thing that they wish they knew or a thing that they wish they had been taught about as a as a child growing up. And I think some of them also worry that they don't know to be able to teach their own kids. And as we know, there's not a lot of financial literacy skills taught in the school system. So a story that really stands out for me was a young couple. They had just had their second child. Um, She was preparing to go back to work. And um, really it was the the two sort of back-to-back mat leaves that got them feeling a little financially stretched. And, you know, that's not uncommon. Uh, for people when they have a reduced income and they're still trying to, to pay the bills and they get a little bit behind. And they they talked to me a lot about, you know, when we were growing up, our parents never talked to us about money. Our parents never, you know, showed us how to budget or what credit was and, and how to use credit in the right way and for the right things. And although it wasn't the cause necessarily of what got them into financial difficulty, I think that they felt strongly that if they had have been taught some of those skills, then maybe they would have thought or planned a little better or a little differently. And it's so, like I said, so important for people to reach out and get help, not only when they get into financial difficulty, but if there are skills or things that they think could be beneficial, knowledge that could be beneficial for them to move forward with their finances, even without any sort of formal restructuring. So things like credit counseling agencies have free budgeting classes, for example, and they will sit with you and budget with you every month for, you know, an extended period of time until you're comfortable with those skills. I always tell my clients as well, like the FCAC's website has a lot of great information that you can read and learn and there's ways that you can then pass those skills on to your own kids. CPA Canada, the same. We've got a lot of stuff on our website. But if I talk about this couple, um, you know, she, she cried. And I remember thinking to myself, I wish that 
there was a common place that people could go to, a group maybe that they could talk to and express their feelings. But people are so uncomfortable talking about their own finances with others. So they don't want people to know they're in financial difficulty. And I said to her, you know, you're not alone. I see clients every single day. And there's common themes and common problems that that I talk about with clients every day, similarly to the conversation that we're having, right? That you need to just really sit down and look at your budget and, and not plan a budget, but track your expenses for a number of months. And based on that, then you're forming your own budget. And she said, you know, it sounds so easy, but no one's ever shown me that. So how am I to know how to go about that? And so we sat and, and, you know, we went through the application and I, I gave them a solution with a consumer proposal. The sense of relief was really overwhelming. And she said, you know, Nancy, it sounds so easy when you tell me this. It sounds so easy when you lay out this plan. How could I find myself in this situation when it's, it's so easy to look at your monthly budget and try to make a plan. And that breaks my heart. And you know, people say your, your job must be so depressing because you're listening to sad stories all day long. But it's the most rewarding career that I could have had for myself because I'm helping people. And I showed her that although it sounds easy, it's because I'm a professional, right? I do this for a living. And so you're a teacher and you're teaching kids about science so i know nothing about science but if you were to sit down and teach me about the things that you do every day it would sound really easy to me as well but it doesn't mean that it's going to be second nature or something that i'm going to learn so i think when it comes to financial literacy people often second guess themselves or they feel like the concepts are something that they should just know Right? It's not something that they should have to ask for help on. So they're often afraid to ask for help. And time and time again, clients will say to me, this is such an easy process. I wish I had contacted you sooner. I've been struggling for so long. I didn't know which way to turn. And there's a lot of shame and embarrassment about getting yourself in a situation because you feel like it's something that you should have been able to control or you should have been able to help yourself get out of. And, and it's just not the case, right? It's, it's no different than any other life concept. Like you, if your car breaks down, you don't know how to fix it. You take it to a professional, right? So, um, you know, there's lots of things you can do to help develop your financial literacy skills if you feel like that's something that you're struggling with. There's also a lot of professionals that can help you through that. Um, it's not something that you should feel ashamed of. And it's not something that you should, it should necessarily just be second nature to you because it's, you know, adding and subtracting your, your income and, and expenses. A marital separation can have a big impact on a person's financial well-being, especially if you find yourself newly single with young children and little to no financial support. Credit can quickly become a way to cover the costs of your basic needs. Jennifer McCracken is a licensed insolvency trustee based in BDO's Vancouver office. She shares the story of a woman who, after raising three children on her own, found herself struggling to deal with the debt that had accumulated over many years. Everyone's debt situation is different. Here's how Jennifer helped her find a solution that she was comfortable with and that gave her a fresh start. 
I had a really uh, wonderful experience recently helping a lady um, get into a plan to discharge her debt in a consumer proposal. She had a pretty extraordinary life story uh, relating specifically to her marital separ separation. So she was in a difficult marriage. Um, she had to, to leave with her kids. She had three children. She was also quite young. So she was in a, a situation where she was finishing her education and she wasn't really fully established in her career. So she went to school. She, she's now working in, in her field of study. But along the way, because she had no financial support and she was raising her three kids on her own, um, she, she obviously had to access credit and use credit just for basic needs, basic necessities. Uh, she's a very smart woman, so she was also able to, to get access to social housing and into other resources in her, her community uh, to really support her and her three kids. Um, so she had this long journey where she got into debt. And, and at that time, sort of how she related to me is that the debt was an afterthought. There was never she was not going to take steps to deal with her debt when she had the, the three kids at home and she's in the middle of her, of her trying, you know, getting her designation and, and trying to get to work. Uh, when I got to meet her, one of the kids had already gone out of the house. She, she's still actually in a social housing situation, but um, she has now established herself in her career. And, and really the debt kind of came to the forefront because it was, she had all these other life events that she really had worked through and the debt was becoming just completely unmanageable. Just the amount of minimum payments based on her income. She was on this debt cycle. We all call it robbing Peter to pay Paul, but that's really what it is. And you just get further and further into debt. And so she was under an extraordinary amount of uh, pressure and stress when I got to meet her. Uh, because she's a survivor and a very strong woman, she was very reluctant even to reach out. So this is why we say video first call debt solutions. That is the most difficult thing to do is to make that call. I was able to walk her through uh, what her options are, bankruptcy and proposal. She had a very strong view to avoid a bankruptcy. She absolutely could have done one. It was a completely a, a legitimate option and um, she personally did not want to, to go there. And I respect all my clients' views on their personal situation. It's not up to me to dictate to them what is best for their life. So we, we eliminated the bankruptcy pretty quickly and walked through a proposal process. She even though had reluctance to do a proposal, even though she could see the pros of the situation that she could discharge her debt. She was going to have a manageable monthly payment. If her financial situation improved, she could pay off the negotiated proposal amount sooner than what she expected. We were going to give her financial counseling sessions. We were going to take the pressure off so that the creditors could stop phoning. Uh, the biggest hurdle for her, because of course she found all those things obviously very positive, uh, was actually her credit report and her credit score. She felt that she needed to stay on the cycle of debt and somehow through some miracle get this debt paid to preserve her credit so she can get into her own place. Like her goal is to be to rent her own place and not be sort of in this, this other housing situation. And I did walk her through that we provide that advice in our counseling sessions. In fact, doing a proposal can improve your credit score over time because you're, you're changing the debt to income ratios and uh, you are on a plan to actually get the debt removed from your credit report quicker than if you just continued paying it. Um, so she could, I could give her legitimate examples of how our clients have been able to reestablish credit even during a consumer proposal process and certainly how their credit score improves afterwards. And that was enough for her to see and deal with the debt. And that was really the last piece in her life because she had so many challenges before then that all stemmed from the marital uh, separation. 
And, um, you know, obviously it was, uh, it was so lovely to, to be able to have an opportunity to help her. And um, we're in the process now. So of course I'll be elated when she finishes. And um, it's, it's just been a really great journey to, to walk her through it. And, um, you know, I of course admire her and her strength. And um, yeah, it was just a, a great opportunity to help her get through that last little bit that she needed to deal with. What happens when you're the executor of a deceased relative's estate and you find out they have serious debt issues? It's not something many of us face even once in a lifetime. The role of a licensed insolvency trustee is to explain all available options for dealing with an estate's debts, while also being mindful of the wishes of the loved one who passed away. Jason Stopel, a BDO licensed insolvency trustee in Thunder Bay, shares two stories of people who found themselves in this situation. Here's how Jason helped them find a debt solution that brought them peace of mind. We get an opportunity to work with individuals and families from time to time. And often the starting point when we're dealing with an individual that's passed away that has debt or unknown debt obligations that, that, that are just coming to light we need somebody to talk to. And so I've had the opportunity as a licensed insolvency trustee over a number of years to work with executors in deceased individuals' estates. One of the things that we do when we see an individual that's passed away and they've got more debt than they have assets is we, we try to talk to the executor about their rights and responsibilities and making sure that they understand that the stress and pressure of trying to deal with collections and creditors can be taken care of by putting the estate into a bankruptcy. When we're dealing with a deceased individual's estate, it's actually quite a relatively straightforward process whereby we can make a motion or an application to court and the courts will then allow the executor, the debtor individual's uh, representative, to assign the estate into bankruptcy. Once the estate is in bankruptcy, then our responsibility is to take control of that estate. So we can give that executor peace of mind and, and, and a little bit of ease and comfort that all of the questions and concerns and a lot of the things that have been sort of bothering them we're now taking that over. It's now our responsibility as the trustee to take care of the last wishes and the estate assets and to deal with the creditors. One anecdote from a file that I had done a number of years ago, uh, a, a debtor had passed away, an individual had passed away. He was a sole proprietor. He, he acted in a professional capacity during his career. So he had a GST account, HST account. He also had some tax filings from a business perspective from a sole proprietorship that he ran. When his daughter took over his estate, she soon realized that her father's income tax filings were significantly in arrears. And she also realized that her father's remittances to the government on a number of his tax filings were significantly in arrears. She was completely at a loss as to how to handle this because her role as an executor was to carry out the, the last wishes of her deceased father. She was in a position where she couldn't honor the wishes of her deceased father and distribute property to family members and friends because she had this outstanding Canada Revenue Agency obligation. By using the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act, we were able to sort of put ourselves in between her in her role as the executor and the creditors being 
this case Canada Revenue Agency. We assisted in the realization of the assets and we were able to get the income tax filings up to date and at the end we were able to close out the estate of the deceased individual to the benefit of Canada Revenue Agency but also to the peace of mind and the benefit of the executor, the daughter in this case, because it was quite a stressful time. We also had another situation where we had a deceased individual that was killed tragically in a car accident. His wife, when she took a look at the sort of paperwork and documentation for both the family business and with respect to the deceased individual's last wishes, well, unfortunately, in that situation, well, we never really know when, when life's events are going to take a tragic turn. And unfortunately for this individual, he passed away without any direction with respect to his last wishes and no last will or testament. And he also passed away with his books and records for his business and the assets of his business in quite a state of sort of uh, incompleteness or disarray. So in that situation, we once again were able to make an application to court and the courts allowed us to act in the capacity as a trustee of bankruptcy. So we stepped in between the deceased individual's spouse, who was really quite obviously the, the, the tragic loss of a spouse was very, very difficult to deal with, to have to deal with all of the paperwork and all of the business issues and all of the Canada Revenue Agency issues on top of that was it was an extremely stressful experience. So we were able to sort of step in and become that individual that was sort of the middleman between the creditors and the deceased individual's assets and books and records. So that's a couple of situations where we've stepped in and we've been able to assist uh, deceased individuals' relatives by taking care of you know their estate through a bankruptcy. Oftentimes, and quite frankly, we don't talk about money. As individuals, we talk about our favorite sporting teams. We talk about the pain in our knee. We talk about the pain in our back. We'll talk about the strangest things with strangers and with family members and friends. But oftentimes when we're facing financial difficulties, especially if we've got health issues near the end of our lives, we don't want to share the burden of financial issues with our family members and our friends. It's just something that we don't talk about. So quite frankly and unfortunately, in a lot of cases, when you're the executor or you're the family member or friend that's looking after the last wishes of the deceased individual, that's when a lot of this financial difficulty comes to light. That's when you find out that your uncle or your aunt or your mother or your father or your sister or your brother had credit card debt that they had no ability to deal with. And so you can then take on that stress and pressure of those unknown financial liabilities by saying, well, how do I take care of my deceased brother's estate with all of this credit card debt? And he didn't even tell me he was having these problems. So you've got the emotion behind having money troubles and debt. You've got sort of things that get disclosed after the fact. Oftentimes it's just easier to look at it through the lens of an insolvency and say, I'm going to put this estate into bankruptcy and I'm going to allow the licensed insolvency trustee 
to deal with the Visa card or the MasterCard or the, the auto financing loan and the shortfall thereon after the car has been sold. So that's just a number of things that sort of pop up day to day today when we're looking at uh, our role as a licensed insolvency trustee. Dealing with job loss is never easy, especially in a tough economy. Jeff Lewis is a BDO licensed insolvency trustee in Ontario's Niagara region. He's helped many people in his community deal with the debt they accumulated after losing their jobs in the area's largest employment sector, the hospitality industry. Here, Jeff shares debt advice for anyone who's experienced a job loss. It's not only about finding the right debt solution, it's also about making sure the solution fits your unique situation. So um, my practice is primarily down in the Niagara region and um, the largest employer there was the casino. So once the pandemic hit, uh, we noticed that um, well, everybody was out of work. The casino closed and it's, you know, it's going into the largest employer. Um, and also the area is, uh, you know, the biggest industry in the area is obviously um, entertainment. So with the hotels basically were closed because the borders were closed. Um, the, the restaurants obviously closed. So we had most of the people in the area that, you know, that were working in those industries were not working claiming the third benefit. Um, so what we noticed was, was that people were coming to us and after a while and saying, you know, I've managed to get through the pandemic and I've survived on my, you know, my benefits. Um, but, you know, I had to rely on credit to get through. And, you know, a lot of people weren't ever sure if they were ever going back to work and it was a big stress for them. So, you know, towards the, um, the end of the government um, aid period, a lot of people coming in to me and saying, Jeff, you know, I do need uh, some help with my debt now. And, um, you know, what can we do? And, you know, by and large, um, it's a very similar story for everybody. You know, how much debt have you built up during the pandemic? Um, you know, what's your prospects going forward? And, you know, I mean, typically we look at their income, um, two things, we look at their income as it is when they come and see us. So we can only do a proposal for people, which is a, a method to repay part of your debt based on what you can currently afford. But we'll also look at their prospects as well. So what are your prospects for getting back on track? And, you know, for me, one of the most important things is I can deal with your debt for you, but I can't put money in your pocket. Right. So um, I'm really keen to help people to understand, you know, let's get a plan together for your future so that you can be financially successful and we can deal with your debt. So what, you know, do you expect to go back to work? Um, you know, you're looking for alternative employment and many people did. So. Um, but the ones that went back to work, you know, we could we could plan and work out a proposal for them. So, and you know, a lot of people think a proposal is, um, you know, typically it's paid over sixty months. So we'll make um, an offer to your, your to the person's creditors who they owe money to, to pay back a percentage of the debt. So anything from really twenty to fifty percent, depending on their income and their assets or their situation um, at the time. But you know, many times um, it doesn't have to be a straight line. So people obviously think, well, you know, I can't afford it now. Perhaps I'll delay um, until the future and I'll file in a year's time. OK, big mistake. So, you know, the, the, the one question that people always say to me is that the one comment they always make is, my God, Jeff, it's been amazing. Um, I wish I'd come to see you a year earlier, but I couldn't afford it. Right. And my answer to that was, well, you should have done because you should just take some advice. So what we can do is we can tailor the terms to suit your needs. What that means is, is that it can be, um, you know, perhaps a lower payment for the first 12 or 24 months based on your current income. If you believe your income is going to go up in the future or you're going to have prospects of a better job, 
and we can tailor those payments so that they escalate over time. So, um, you know, you may increase your payment in year two or year three, and again, maybe year three or year four, and so on, so that you're you're making larger payments towards the back end of the proposal, right? Or sometimes it's um, it's a lump sum. Sometimes it's a very small payment you can afford now. You can't afford a linear payment based on the amount you should pay to your creditors or they, that they will accept. Then I'll say to you, well, how about this payment now, which is very affordable for you, right? Much less than the interest that you're paying. Um, you know, it will allow you to keep your um, assets in your house and so on, whatever you've got. Um, and then at the end, we'll do a lump sum payment for you based on, and you may get an inheritance in the future. Um, you know, you may have a, a policy that's going to um, mature, something like that. So, um, you know, or you may decide, you know, I'm going to sell an asset or sell my house, you know, in five years and I'm going to move. So that's a great time to, um, you know, to settle my debts. And, and what it does is it, it, it stops the interest. So it stops all the, the, the rot and, you know, and, and the distress and, you know, and gives you peace of mind. So, you know, huge, huge benefits to talking to somebody early. I want to thank my guests on this episode for sharing their debt stories. Nancy Snedden, Jennifer McCracken, Jason Stoppel, and Jeff Lewis. If you're looking for more financial wellness podcast episodes, articles, debt management tools, and resources, please visit our website, debtsolutions.bdo.ca. We are here to help you turn the page on debt. Your next chapter is waiting.